When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Three teams have been 15-1 in the history of the National Football League. All right? Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah, that's right. And the Vikings, I wouldn't say they're on pace for it, but they're still qualified to go 15-1. So are the Eagles and the Giants in the NFC. The Giants, just so at, six and one. The Giants. So at fifteen and one, would would they then go sixteen and one or drop that last game because their their fate would, would be in a positive way sealed at that? That's point. a good question. I don't. So would uh, they try to get the sixteenth win? Have they played each other once already? Philly and New York. One of them's going to have to lose, unless there's a tie, obviously. But yeah, did, 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 did the Giants only lose come to Philadelphia, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Stay tuned. Maybe we'll look it up before you know, the end of the episode. I might, I might go to my phone right now. It's unbelievable <laughs> stuff you can find on the phone. It's crazy. The internet. I don't know how you do it. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, uh, pardon my, my smoke-filled oxygen tank here. The yeah. Seattle weather last week was the worst air quality in the world. So oh, cool. Fun to grind through for a few days, but uh, I think we're past the wildfires. Uh, speaking of wildfires, this is a wildfire of Vikings entertainment here every single day on Purple Daily, presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Uh, saw a bunch more people showing us their cans of Surly over the weekend. No rest for uh, the, the football cans during Vikings bye week. And that's exactly the way it should be. And you know what? I was there with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I was there with you every step of the way. A Holding your cans for you. A little before you. I die. In the dark. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. The, the perfect marriage occurred the past two days, at least. And that is the marriage of Surly Brewing and Sports on TV. <laughs> While you guys were out doing your bi week stuff, probably doing hikes, trying to, you know, you know what I was doing? I was watching sports with a Surly in, in hand. And don't forget, too, a week from what? Sunday, November 6th, we will have our viewing party. It's going to be Surly at their brew hall. It's going to be the Commanders and the Purple playing. Uh, so come. Join us. We certainly had a great time a week ago uh, doing exactly that, getting together with the Purple Daily family. But in the meantime, enjoy those surlies because I certainly do. All right. 
Every Monday, even when the Vikings don't play, it's time for our hottest Vikings takes. And yes, we will get to Packer Ventline as well. Oh, just beautiful. Before just the show is over. We probably get to it earlier than later on this uh, Monday episode of Purple Daily. But we'll start with Judd. What is your hottest, strongest Vikings take on this Monday? Okay, so a couple times this year, including Sunday, I have sat down at noon and uh, injected an IV of red zone into my arm, and I basically don't move. And I don't really even flip channels because it's just Scotty Hanson. And then you take me. shots at Declan, Declan for, for enjoying his yes, bi-week yeah, Sunday. For, for enjoying yeah, my well, life. On the golf why, are, why are you not sitting in the yeah. dark watching red zone? <laughs> watching red zone. Scotty Hanson needs you. You're one needs, Sunday yeah. off all year. Yeah, how dare you? Literally. That's your Sunday With off? record high temperatures in the Twin Cities you know in late October. But yeah. Mm-mm. Put a fan on, cool down, and watch some red zone with Scotty Hansen. Anyway, here's my hottest, strongest of Vikings take. And in some ways, it shocks me I'm about to say this. But I guess on the flip side, when you watch these games, it's not going to be a complete shock because of the circumstances. My hottest take is this. And and it's this is uh, this is a statement that is going to be directly to Kevin O'Connell. Get to Philadelphia. This conference is wide open. Is that a hot take, or is that just a... Philadelphia. Philadelphia no, I'm saying that, that this team has the ability, with the conference being... I don't remember a year Is your where, take that they're going to play the Eagles in the NFL championship game? Get on their no, level. No, no, no. I'm get saying get, get, to, get to them. Play but them that's not in, a take. That's like encouragement. I was trying to help them. Get them in to... The take is this. This conference... Is winnable, and I didn't think it was. Okay, this conference there is winnable. Go. Get to Philadelphia is you get there. Okay, you probably lose, but at least you're rolling the dice a bit. But the key to this entire statement is this: if you watch these games, this conference ain't good. It's in fact, it's worse than, than I thought. And your team, if the right moves are potentially made, including a week from uh, tomorrow at the trade deadline, you have the ability. To get far, uh, farther than I ever envisioned, uh, because you know what? I watch the Giants. Giants are a great story. So are the Vikings, but the Giants don't scare me not one bit. I mean, Maybe, the Vikings. Mean, there's a there's a conversation there. Like they don't scare me yet either, but they probably should at some point. Okay, but the point is, the Vikings and Giants are very much on the same parallel here. Like they're in the same thing. The Vikings don't scare you either, but the fact is. They have positioned themselves, and so have the Giants, to make a potential run and certainly get good playoff seating. The, the fact is, the more I watch this conference, there is a real possibility to do something special, given the circumstances of the fact that you're 5-1, and one, and just as importantly, the rest of the teams in this conference are opening the door for you to take it. Does San Francisco scare you? I, I mean, can't a little bit more than their record indicates, but um, yeah. yeah, but not, but they don't, but you don't say, oh, you can't beat them. I think if San Francisco, this is going to sound crazy because their records are very different, but if the Vikings in San Francisco played on a neutral field or played in San Francisco, I think the Niners would be favored in both of those circumstances. They probably would be, but the fact is you wouldn't be so afraid right now that that you would say, oh my God, they've got no chance. I mean, Philadelphia right now is the only team in the conference that would actually, I'd be like, okay, you might not, or you're probably not going to get past them. Uh, But my God, the more I watch this league, by now, you ordinarily see teams starting to crescendo up the the uh, up the hill as well, where, where you're like, okay, a month and a half ago, this team looked bad. Now they're looking pretty good. Conference doesn't provide a lot of that 
either. It's a very interesting uh, dynamic now with the Vikings sitting at 5-1. and one. So just to clarify your hot, strong take. Yeah. Because I feel like you danced around it at the beginning. You are saying the Vikings can win the conference. I'm saying the Vikings can win the conference. I tried to dress it up with get to Philadelphia because that's the team that I think you're going to have to go through. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go next level highbrow, <laughs> okay. and, and you dumbed it down to. I didn't dumb. I'm, they, I clarified it because we're comp- looking for a take, a take, yeah. not a headline, a take. You know what? We all approach this differently, and I would appreciate it at this time. After I have, after I have been, the commenters have noticed that your your takes are a little tepid on Monday. A little tepid. They would like a little bit more. You know what? Okay, a you more. Can, okay, you can get to the. Oh, okay, I'll dumb it down. You can get to the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl. Oh, there it is. Put that on a headline. <laughs> Judd Zulian, Zulian, VikingsWire dot com. Yep. All right, exactly. I, I'm going to go with uh, with this one for my hottest, strongest Vikings take. The Vikings have taken sorry. The Vikings have taken over the NFC North for at least the next five years. Oh wow. The Green Bay Packers are a mess. Aaron Rodgers does not want to be there anymore. Uh Mike Florio apparently went on some Wisconsin radio show this morning, or maybe he's he might have said this on his own he probably said it on his own show, because that, I think that's what's running live this morning. I just saw some Packer radio station uh tweet out he is getting some intel that this is going to be Rodgers' last season in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So they're going into completely unknown at quarterback. I don't know if we know a whole lot about the coaching situation there, too, right? I mean, like, do we really know if Matt LaFleur can coach without Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback? The Vikings no. nailed their coaching hire. The Vikings have cornerstones at left right, left tackle, right tackle, wide receiver, some other good young players on the field. Um, They may run into their own quarterback situation at some point, but... Given the state of the rest of the NFC North, the, this is the Vikings division as of this Monday with such a big lead and such uncertainty with Green Bay and the Lions and Chicago. This is their division for the next five years at least. Five years? Fight me, yes. Uh, the Bears are actually brilliantly tearing things down to build up, and they won't be bad for five years. The, the Bears will win at least one division title within the next five years. It could, but I feel like every time the Bears do something like this, they peak at, like, one good season maybe, yep. and then they right. come falling back down the hill and fire everyone. Like, the Bears haven't had a five-year sustained run of anything since maybe maybe Lovey Smith, and that was very much, like, patchworking quarterbacks and whatnot. So the Bears don't scare me at all yet. They may have to reset quarterback as well because Justin Fields looks like a train wreck. I think they might want to. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. I think that's the. That's good news I for my the, prediction then. I think the desire is for the Bears to pop up in like three years. I, I think Ryan Poles wants this thing, but if he gets this to the right place, there's no question that the two contenders for the long term could be the Bears and Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit's just Detroiting. <laughs> like, the like, they are it's, it's, yeah, the it's done. They are, yeah. The it's lines. done. They were, and then Dan Campbell was throwing his headset after a, a crucial fumble it's, yesterday. He, yeah, it's, he's a he's a great special teams coach or a tight ends coach or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have that guy just on my staff, but not organizing the whole thing. Yeah, you that's know, where. Yeah, you just he's impressive in a room as a linebacker coach. Or, in the car, he's fine. With the keys, he is. Dangerous because you trust him and you should. <laughs> yeah, he should sit shotgun or maybe not even shotgun. I he should just shotgun. sit in the like in the back middle. Yeah, I put him in the way good commentary back. on the road trip. Maybe like provide. Maybe picks up the snacks like as you get to the gas station. Like hey this guy's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> hey guys, got some beef jerky. 
It's all for me. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Yes. By the way, on that uh, on that take, in terms of just like the landscape of the NFC, and this kind of blends in with Judd's too, only five teams above 500 in the entire NFC right now. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the Seahawks, who everyone thought might win a max of five games all year. But Geno Smith's been incredible, and uh, they just absolutely... They rolled yesterday against the Chargers. So the only teams above 500 are the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. All of them are six and zero, six and one, five and two. Vikings at five and one. Seahawks at four and three. Rams are 500. Niners and Cardinals are below 500. The Buccaneers and Falcons are tied for their division lead at three and four each. Every team in that division is either break even or minus point differential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the I wouldn't totally write the Packers off yet, but. Guess who they get next week? The At Buffalo. Still, yeah, primetime game. <laughs> so they're going to be uh, underdogs for that game, likely 3-5 and five going into uh, the middle middle point of the season. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of all sitting there. Oh, boy. Kind of all sitting right there. Yeah. All right, my hottest, strongest take. It's, it's a little bit like Judd's. It's show me you're the best in the NFC. Show me you're the best team in the NFC, and over the next month, we're going to actually be able to see this happen. So at, at home, they that's come not out. A ta- that's not a take either. Yes, it is. That's I'm so, a, I'm that, so, that's show me you're the that's best. Like, it's like encourage, it's encouragement. Show me you're the best team in the NFC. That's A take is an opinion. I feel like we need to redefine what a take is on this Monday show for the group. Am it, I an idiot? Commenters, am I wrong? Show me you're the best in the NFC is not an opinion. It's encouragement. And I'm encouraging that this Vikings team can be that. That's exactly what I'm think, saying. I think the take would be the Vikings are the best team in the NFC. That would be a take. They can be show the best team. Show me you're team. the best team show, is encouragement. Show me you're the best team in the NFC. You have the Cardinals out of the bye. You take. have three great teams. Just keep going, Declan. Yeah, you have three just, great just keep, teams. You guys, you, guys, no, you guys are ruining the segment. No, I think you are. We're gonna, just we're, keep going, Declan. Tony Reale. We're going to mute, mute Phil Mackey here. Okay, we're going we're gonna to mute Phil Mackey and deduct him you, a point. You got okay? more power. I, I um, got no power. Vikings. They took all the buttons away from me. They have the Bills. They have the Cowboys. They have the Patriots in a span of 11 days after they play the Cardinals. Three very good teams. Two of them at home. One in the most hostile environments in Buffalo. You can go into those situations and prove you're the best team in the NFC. Yes, the Phillies are a Philadelphia Eagles, I should say. The Phillies are going to the World Series. Uh, the Eagles right now look like they are the best team because they're undefeated and their offense is high octane, but also it's self-scouting week. Other teams start to figure them out a little bit. The Vikings are doing the same thing right now. Other teams get the get the book out on them. When they get the Cardinals and they have the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots over the span of 11 days, then all of a sudden the Vikings win all those games and run the table. I think you're the best team in the NFC. There's no reason to say you can't be when you, if you beat all four of those teams. It's a hard schedule. Luckily, most of them are at home. And you're only going to travel, I believe, like once to Buffalo um, after the bye, which is going to be a, actually a really good luxury for the Vikings. They'll play a, a lot of home games after this bye week. But show me you're the best team in the NFC if you win those four games out of the bye. You're unmuted now. It's not, it's not a take. I, I found the definition of a hot take. This yeah, is on uh, dictionary.com actually now has hot take as an entry. Wow. Wow. A piece of writing or speech, especially found on the internet, giving someone's <laughs> personal opinions about a topic, usually strong opinions that sometimes have not been carefully thought through, uh, that some people are likely to disagree with. Well, it sounds like you disagreed with it, and it sounds like that was my opinion, no, no, so no, that no, sounds no, no. like a take No, to no, me. no. I'm disagreeing that you <laughs> brought a take to the table. You brought encouragement to the table that, hey, guys, sometime, at some point, you might be the best team in the NFC. 
Let's go. I think maybe the take would be if the Vikings win their next two games, they will undoubtedly be the best team in the NFC, which I don't know. I just made that up on the spot. I need the commenters to let me know. Am I crazy? Are you guys shorting this segment on Mondays by not giving actual takes? That's that's how I feel this is going right now. I feel like my take was that that this team has the ability to go to the Super Bowl, which is a pretty yeah, strong take. Yeah, but you didn't say take, that. You didn't even which is you a didn't... pretty strong take. I think somebody woke up on the wrong side of the yeah. bed this no. morning. Yeah, no. A little I early in Seattle, little... little crust, little little you know, rough out there. Yeah. With some, you know, your voice is screwed by up. By the way, if I'm raising me wildfires, Declan agreed with me on the tepidness of Judd's original take. But I was more trying to get Judd to say get on. He was trying to say get on Philadelphia's level. Get on their level. Get on their That's level. on the NFC. Yes, it is. It is a take. Get on the get on the Eagles' level. How is that an opinion? What do you mean? Is how is that opinion? They're the clear cut, the best team in the Let's NFC. You're trying to get up on there. Get actually, on their level is not an opinion. It's actually that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is roll the get, tape. Is play them, play them in the conference championship game because there's nothing stopping you because the conference is so crappy. So you can get to the Super Bowl. So like it's it's a reality to get within. There was a time when I did not think this team had a chance in hell of making a playoff run. Now that I've watched the rest of the conference and the Vikings to their credit, five and one, um, the window of opportunity here is far greater than I thought. And I mean that's the good news to me. Especially I'm after watching self scouting teams. week, self scouting week. Well, put them on a whole totally. And you know what? Too. So I know teams bounce back, and I know there there was was the whole Rogers thing back in the day of relax and all that. I watch that team, though. Something feels really off. Like yeah. the Packers feel... It's almost real... like their quarterback is weird and not committed. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, you know, before he, he would sort of decide, okay, I'm going to dial in or something, uh, with the receivers that they have or don't have now and with him just being continually disgusted... Yeah, that's that does it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like in three weeks it's going to be, oh, the Green Bay Packers are back. That's just me. Yeah, this kind of... They might be able to sneak in with like eight or nine sure. wins because of the state of the the conference. He, but yeah. he's also he's such a. This is going to be a good segue into uh, Packer Ventline here, uh, but he's such a front running personality. He roll when things start to go bad. He rolls his eyes. His body language gets all weird. He's you know he's playing with a bunch of young receivers and he he does nothing to make them feel like hey dude it, we'll be fine. He just gets pissed at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't think that's the team with that quarterback. Yeah, the relax thing was a long time ago. Yes, exactly. It was a long time ago. Uh, but that's enough from us talking about the Packers. Let's hear from depressed Packer fans talking about the Packers here. Packer Ventline on Purple Daily. The, the, the whole NFC is up for grabs. And as we know, in 2010, we got in the playoffs and we won it all. So um, I understand our defense is a lot better then. But our defense is pretty good. They just need to get but well, we found him. We found him, folks. We found him. Sugar Free is the lone positive Packer fan out there that is still going to try to spin this into yeah, a Yeah, how many games are they going to win? That's all. How many games are you going to win? What do you say, Sugar Free? They're going to make the playoffs. How many games the are they going to win? How, how many right now? Uh, I say uh, 10 or 11, for 10, sure. 10, 10 or 11. 11. Okay, good. All right, Love it. Go. <laughs> okay, let's do the math on that for a second. The path to 11 wins for the Packers. So they'd have to go, it would be 11 and 6, right? Yep. They'd have to go 8 and 2 the rest of their schedule, mm-hmm. including a game at Buffalo coming up next. They've got games against the Cowboys at Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football, the uh, weekend, I think that's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. 
They play the Rams late in the year at Dolphins and a game against the Vikings. And the way they're playing, like what would lead you to believe that, that this dysfunctional group that by, you know, offensively looks miserable? Like the whole thing. It's not, and it's not just the quarterback. Everyone looks like it's pulling teeth. I, I think there's a better chance the Packers will lose as many games this year alone as they've lost combined the past three years, which I think was three, three, and three. Yeah. Look at this. There's uh, when you go to the, the, the Packers page on ESPN.com. Yep. There's a video with a headline from Ryan Clark. Clark colon Packers can't win a championship. Now that that is an obvious take, but that is a take right there. Packers can't win a championship. You know what? There's no panache, no nuance, no nuance. You know what? On this show, we like to think our viewers aren't dumb because they're not. They're very smart. They can, yeah, they know what it they can is. handle. Smart they can handle the panache of a well-crafted take as opposed to a hit you over the head. <laughs> Vikings can win a Super Bowl. My, that's boring. I I constructed it. Declan tried to construct it, and somebody in the Pacific time zone who was asked to wake up too early no. came and and, and <laughs> dumped cold water. I'm having a great day today. All over it. He likes no, the morning. Dex, 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 I, 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 I haven't slept. Go. I've just been waiting all night. I haven't even slept. That's how early I Let's get. Let's go. Let's go. Go, Pat, go. Am I too far out there in that I don't perceive this team getting to the Super Super Bowl? because I haven't seen them play at a high enough level to this point that they could draw upon if they got into the playoffs. And therefore, I want them to play well going forward, but to lose lose games so we can get a high draft pick. What? <laughs> go, Pat, go! I want them to play well going forward. forward. But yep. lose so we get a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jim. Jim in Sockville. That's Sock. Jim in Sockville in Wisconsin. So does Jim just want? So okay, I won't even courtesy try. of WTMJ by the way in uh, Milwaukee. Yes. I think I think it's hard for Packer fans to process this. We're like they haven't rooted for tanking in um, ever. Like when's the last time the Packers rooted for tanking? Uh, the eighties. Well, there was one year. It was uh, two thousand. It was two thousand five. The Vikings and Packers were both really bad, and so they might have then for a draft pick. I think the Packers were. Th- that was Sherman's last year and Tice's last year, and both teams were crappy. So there's a chance that that in that odd year that there was actual attempt to say we we should tank. But as a whole, like multiple seasons, uh, yeah, the eighties. They yeah, were really like, bad. Like in Don Mikowski was the quarterback probably the last time these uh, these Packer fans. Uh, let's go to, I believe it's YouTube for this mm-hmm. next one here, Depressed Packer fans. Oh, God. Go, Pack, go! What the actual, like, what are you doing? Why are you this bad? Watching this team is infuriating. But, like, watching people go, oh, it's because no Devontae Adams. Oh, it's because of Rodgers. Oh, it's because of the O-line. Oh, it's because of running back. It's one thing. No, it's all bad. Matt LaFleur, bad. Rodgers, bad. O-line, bad. Play calling, bad. It's all bad. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Does that guy just blow a gasket after every loss like that? Seems like is it. that real or is he just he's like a comedian, right? Is he a real guy just getting that mad at every Packer 
I think it's I think so. Yeah, he does like comedy stuff too. I think he, you know, like realistic Randy on our also on our YouTube channel, he does, you know, kind of skits and stuff like that. I think Tom Grossi does similar stuff for, for his for his channel. Dude, mm. it's gonna be a long few years at the rate you're going right now. So uh hunker down. There's a chance they could the Titans are also a game on their schedule. We always kind of overlook the Titans because they're kind of the AFC Vikings. It's like, ah, oh, they're like, whatever. No, they could the, lose that. They're always like a 9 or a 10 win team. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, in watching that game yesterday, I came away more confident that the Vikings will beat the Commanders after seeing them win. <laughs> so the Commanders won, and I watched that game, and I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Vikings with a solid game plan, you yeah. can win this game. I hadn't they thought of it that, that way, good. but yeah. If I'm the Commanders, I don't ever play Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke again this season. Yeah, There's no yep. reason to. You might as well just get a look at Taylor Heineke at this point. I think Wentz is better over the course of a full season, but he's not your guy anyways after the year. Plus, Heineke just seems like good. a guy that you'd want to fight for as a teammate. Wentz seems like yes. the opposite. Yes. Can't put my finger on it, but. Yeah, except the fact is, if you have a good defensive plan, I think Heineke can be pressured into like two or three just huge mistakes per yeah. game that can result in points. He, he seems yeah. like the next Case Keenum, like the next diet Case Keenum, Taylor <laughs> Heineke. Like he just he he, he, he he seems like a guy that yeah can really shipwreck a game, but also you, you fight for him. Yeah, that's uh diet Case Keenum is probably a perfect way to describe uh, good take Taylor Heineke. There is that is see that's a take. Do you see the difference between that and? Come on, Vikings. Go be the Eagles. I knew what he was saying. Thank you, Jeff. I knew what he was saying. We'll let the we'll let the comment section decide yep. if I am just being completely wackadoo this morning. But that is Packer Vetline on Purple Daily. Go, Pack, go. Uh, one thing we can all agree on here on the show is that Livia helps people lose weight. Yes, that that's right. And so I, I started on the program just over a year ago. Forty pounds down, and most importantly, they have helped me keep the weight off. That's the, the most important thing. And the best part is this. You know what? Because of the program, I'm more active. I'm healthier. I'm sleeping great. I mean, there's so many things that are instrumental to your, your health. And maintaining a healthy weight is one. Right now, if you join, you'll receive eight weeks for free. So imagine uh, by the time the playoffs get here, eight weeks for free, you've lost a ton of weight, you're, you're feeling great. Now you're out playing with the kids, you're exercising, you're able to do things that you couldn't previously do. And with a flex program, it's going to let you enjoy the food you love. So like this isn't a diet. It's not like huge restrictions. It's a sensible plan. Enjoy fruit, pasta, and even bread. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Guys, it is the first step towards feeling great. Livia.com. And since we're on the subject of food, let's talk about food for our pets. Because Nutrisource is the official dog food of Mackie and Judd of Purple Daily on the YouTube channel right now. You see a little video of Maya Mackie licking her chops with a big scoop of Nutrisource chicken and rice hovering over her head here. Uh, We know Stella likes to get up in the morning and paw at dad for both the treats and the Nutrisource uh, chicken and rice. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was 5.50 this morning. And and if you want to take Phil Mackie, I will give you a take because Stella told me that little girl right there. She told me, dad, you throw out the rest of the food in th- this house. If it's not Nutrisource, it's not for me. Nutrisource is the only food I will eat. Take that to the bank. Get rid of the rest of the, the food. I said, Stella, that's the only food here. And she said, well, that's good. Cause I love the treats. I love the food. Nutrisource 
endorsed by us, but probably more importantly, endorsed by our pets. That's the key. Yes, uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com if you would like to uh, to get your Nutrisource for your dogs. And you can also find them. It's a Minnesota-based company, but you can find them in all 50 states. And a shout-out to our friends over at, speaking of Minnesota-based companies, Federated. They've been helping business owners for over 100 years. They're down in Owatonna, Minnesota. Um, and they're a bunch of Minnesota sports fans who, who, who I've met down there, too, that live and die with all the same things we do here on Purple Daily and Score North. Find out how they can help take your business to another level through risk management tools and resources by going to federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Okay. All right. It's uh, very notably self-scouting week here during the buy. And so, well, for most people, uh, for the players, it's generally don't get arrested week. Yeah, Oli. And one of them failed that test. Oli Udo, uh, I don't mean to make light of a criminal situation, but of course he got called for holding off the field as well. Uh, So he got a misdemeanor for being weird in a bar with a woman or something. So he couldn't follow the simple direction of don't get arrested during bye week. Nice job, Oli. I'm very curious to see what they do here because this is an easy cut. Like, this would be an easy, hey, you know what? We trusted you. We shouldn't have. You're gone. But this this coaching staff, O'Connell and Kwesi executive staff as well, I'm curious to see what they do because they don't strike me as a quick trigger pull. You're done here. Uh, This would be a great example to be made, which is a very old school thing. I don't know they do that, though. I don't know they do that because they very much have tried to foster this you know, family, we give people chances. Uh, So this is going to be like the first, and it's a small one, but it's going to be like the first test of what the tolerance is with this new um, GM and coach. Yeah, mine would be very low. Like, he's not good. I know that he can technically play tackle and guard, so technically he's a versatile swing backup player, but he's not good at any of those positions. I don't so disagree. if he's also going to be kind of a weird bad guy who makes bad decisions off the field, yep. I don't know. I know that you can't just find guys who are six foot four and can play three or four different positions. You can't just find those guys on the waiver wire. But if not now, I would take a long look at him immediately in the off season to say, I don't know. We, oh, don't, yeah. we don't need this. It, it would just be to me this week a very easy message to basically the entire building that, hey, we're just not going to tolerate this. Uh, Because right or wrong, it's perceived as a Vikings thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's the bye week. Someone got, you know, and and that's embarrassing. So, yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of directions here, but uh, it's going to be a good first test for O'Connell and Queens. So uh, on the self-scouting week here, I'm guessing Kevin O'Connell maybe took like an afternoon off to hang out with his family or something. He's probably just been grinding film for the last seven days. You think he took an afternoon off? He definitely went golfing, so I know you're going to rip him for uh, doing that. That's a bunch of crap, dude. You're... So what would you guys hope that Kevin O'Connell spent the most time on during self-scouting week and the Vikings coaching staff? And it probably continues into, like, I don't know if they have an extended weekend for some guys on a Monday, but whenever they do their self-scouting up until the Wednesday, bring everyone back. What are some of the things that you hope that they took a long look in the mirror about? I'll give you one uh, for O'Connell personally, and and I think that this is an area where he's done some good good things, but there is definitely room for improvement, and that is his own play calling in games, uh, which I've always thought that's incredibly tough. As a head coach, it's doubly tough because you're trying to pay attention to, to things. But, you know, I think when we look at what 
the Vikings have done. We, we could certainly point at Kirk's stats being down. We could certainly point at, at Thielen probably, or most certainly not being the same player that he was a couple of years ago. But I think that there's also room for probably expansion of play calling. And it feels like it was, until the Dolphins game, it felt like it was going upwards. Like it wasn't perfect, but it was going upwards. The Dolphins game was sort of a setback, which the fact that you won that game and the timing going into the bye was actually probably good. So just from a standpoint of of what you've incorporated so far, when you've done it, um, I think that there was a lot of ability probably to self-scout that and to come out of the bye firing a little bit more offensively, just starting with O'Connell. Like, I don't know exactly what would change. I'm sure that there's a ton more here that, that he that he can do. He probably doesn't want to overwhelm the players, which at some point is probably smart. All of that being said, I think, you know, being a first-year, first-time guy calling plays and trying to be head coach, probably a lot of room to tweak things and improve things. That would be my top thing. Yeah. What about you, Dex? Uh, I would like to see him kind of step in, and if this defense is not going to be trending in the right direction, can he take it by the also by the hands and get some type of influence involved? So he he has he he went out with a game plan of Ed Donatel run the defense here, okay, a veteran dude who's been around um, numerous defensive coordinators and defensive coaches, and and good for him to kind of at least have hey, I'm gonna trust a veteran guy to take over this. But this defense right now is kind of just it's bend and not break. There's definitely some warts here. If it continues to struggle a little bit as a head coach, he is also going to still be responsible for the defense. It might not be his expertise. Offense is clearly his expertise. But can he step in and also kind of, hey, we need to make a change here. Don't just rely on Ed Donatel to be the man to, to fix your defense. As the head coach, you're responsible for all facets of the game. So if this defense is not getting to the ceiling it should be, can he step in when it's needed and fix it and do something to get it in the right direction? It's, that's the funny thing about some of these offensive coaches. Like I was watching Sunday Night Football last night, and they showed uh, uh, Mike McDaniel's on the sideline during. So Pittsburgh was down by six, and I think Pittsburgh had a couple different drives. It was the second to last drive, down by six, and their offense is a total disaster. Kenny Pickett, just poor guy, is just not ready to play right as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But the Dolphins' defense is on the field trying to really save the game here by preventing the Steelers from scoring a touchdown. Uh-huh. An offensive-minded head coach, Mike McDaniels, is sitting there literally just staring at his offensive play chart and like trying to figure out when we get the ball back, right. what plays are we going to run? If they score a touchdown, what play- you could see him like processing the offensive play chart, uh-huh. totally ignoring what's happening on defense. I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying that's the dynamic that a lot of these offensive-minded head coaches have, which is, all right, I brought in Ed Donatel to just deal with the defense so that I can study what offensive plays need to be called when we get the ball back after this defensive series is over. So I would I agree with Declan. I would like him to put, especially during a bye week, put his big-picture fingerprints on this a little bit more. Uh, pressure has been a huge issue for the Vikings through the first you know third of the season, although they did generate pressure on 45% of dropbacks against the Dolphins, which is great. Some of that might have been because... They were starting backup quarterbacks, and who knows. Um, but it, I don't know that I need him to be like super attentive during the games because I want the offense to be running at high octane. But yes, this is a good chance to do something big picture with the defense and say, all right, maybe we shouldn't be the uh, fifth lowest blitz rate in the league or something. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know, look to get Harrison Smith up at the line of scrimmage more often. Like, what are some creative things that they can do? 
Um, for me, I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball for the thing I hoped they spent time on this week. The only team that has scored fewer points in the third quarter offensively than the Vikings, the Denver Broncos. We sit here and make fun of the Broncos for how atrocious their offense has looked all year. The Vikings are basically the Broncos in the third quarter. They're averaging one point per game in the third quarter this season. Remarkable. The Vikings have scored seven points in the third quarter. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Or yeah. Six, po- six points, I guess, because they've only played six. Too. Mm-hmm. And you're coming out like you have a chance to take a deep breath and. I'm not saying you're going to like re-script everything, but some teams look to do stuff like that. So right. w- why is your offense so bad coming out of halftime? Is there not some sort of planning you can do, something you learn from the first half? Right. And so that's why they're letting some of these teams back in. That's why you see some of these lulls. I mean, Philadelphia was begging to be, to be beat in the third and fourth quarter of that game, but like they couldn't get out of their own way offensively. So come out of the gate firing. On the, on the top end of this, the best third-quarter offenses – are the Chiefs, the Patriots, because they have the greatest head coach of all time who understands how to maximize halftime adjustments, and Buffalo. Those are your three highest-scoring third-quarter offenses. So you got the two high-octane offenses with the two most dynamic quarterbacks, and then Bill Belichick. And those are your the, – the, the, and they average about 9 to 10 points just in the third quarter. Right. So. Well, and I, I would guess, too, uh, to go back to my point, that play calling – 1,000% plays a role there as well. So, like, you need to examine, like, like that problem, because that's such a bad, you know, I mean, that's such a low point total. That problem starts with coaching, too. So it's not just like the players suck for a quarter. Um, yeah, that is that is a stat, especially, too, because, I mean, your your whole goal, you know, as we've discussed a lot, is the middle eight. So your whole goal is to come out in the third quarter and start to dagger, yeah. not start to go away. Yeah, and luckily for the Vikings, they've been so good with sort of the other clutch eight, which is the last four minutes of the first half, which is half of the middle eight, and then the last four minutes of the second half, which does not count as middle eight, but I would argue is just as, if not more important, because the game is on the line. Mm -hmm. They've been the highest scoring offense in those situations. So do they, this is just, you know, armchair, you know, football watcher guy opinion. Do they need to come out with more tempo to start the third quarter? Just, hey, all right, well... Tempo works for us when we go, you know, last four-minute drill of the first half or end of the game. Like, do they need to just come out with a faster tempo and go no huddle more often to get things sparked? I don't know. Yep. You got to try something, though. Or are there adjustments being made by the opposing team's defense to them that, that is consistently are, – are they showing a tendency when they come out in the third quarter that's become too predictable, and so teams say, oh, okay, we, we can stop this, and they can for a quarter. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yes, there are definitely things about the offense that probably don't have a lot to do with players doing things wrong. It's probably, and, and you know, Connell's defense, you know, he's new at this. Like, play calling is hard. He's good, I'm sure, but it's hard. And so there are a lot of things. I, I would think that this would be one of the most, not to be cliched here, one of the most valuable self-scout weeks that the Vikings have had in recent years. Yeah. I agree. It's also hard to make in-game adjustments. You know, that's like the number one thing that fans complain about, right? Where's the where's the adjustments? It's such yeah. a vague complaint. But it's hard. It's it's a fast-moving game. The opposing team is also making adjustments. You have to diagnose like little things that may be happening and for a first-year head coach, 
maybe you're not going to be great at that in your first five or six games, which which we've seen so far. So uh, before we get to what are you doing, guy? Any other self scouting things that you that you want the Vikings to make sure they handle this week? Um, I hope that uh, that they also had their GM spending substantial time on the phone mm. because uh, you know what? If you're ever going to please Declan Goff and make a trade deadline deal, this would be the year. This would be the year. So, so in addition to grinding film, I hope nobody went golfing. In, in addition to grinding film, um, I would I would think if you were ever tempted to make a trade to bolster your team that when you did what I did on Sunday and you watched games, you said, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, the opportunity here is real. That would be my hope. Uh, yes. I don't think OBJ is going to be a Viking, but is there something else you can do? Right. Defensive tackle, tight end, is there some other move? Well, or or is there a receiver available on the trade block who can stretch the field to help Jefferson out? Yeah. Like that's your stat last week on Thielen to me. What was an eye-opening stat about why Je- it's you don't have to respect him as a downfield threat. Like he's still a threat. Don't get me wrong; he's a good player. But um, what if you had another guy who was a downfield threat with Jefferson, and now you've got to sort of pick one of them? I'm just saying there's areas that this team 100 percent can in- improve. It's a very flawed. Five and one team, but it's a five and one team, and it's not like the rest of the conference is like coming after them. Yeah, well, you they're yourself. yes, and their their receiver group, I think, looked a lot stronger on paper yeah. six months ago yep. than it looks in reality right now. I mean, Justin Jefferson is every bit as good as advertised, but you know, if you thought maybe Thielen healthy can still be like a top twenty wide receiver, he is not one of the twenty best wide receivers in the league anymore. But maybe K.J. Osborne will jump up and kind of be the number two if that happens. It's like, well, that hasn't happened either. And those guys are like professional NFL wide receivers, but they don't really have a dynamic number two receiver right now. They have a reliable set of red zone hands and Thielen yep. and a guy that can still like run some savvy routes. But what is he, 32 now? Something like that? And he's just, been hurt a lot. Yeah. So they, 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 I agree. Like If they could find a burner that you know maybe only plays limited snaps, but you've got him out there to stretch the field, and maybe he takes some snaps away from Thielen and K.J. Osborne, or you just run four wide receiver sets once in a while. That sounds uh, like a good time to me offensively. Uh, All right, guys. Football. Two headlines here. (laughs) Headline number one. This all feeds into what are you doing, guy? Headline number one. Panthers blow out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers, by the way, who just fired their head coach and traded their best player, almost shut out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. And then this headline from yesterday from Nesson, Giselle hires lawyer who handled Tiger Woods' divorce 10 years ago. Boy. Tom Brady, what are you doing, guy? Why are you still playing? Call. What satisfaction are you getting out of playing this NFL season while your family and marriage crumbles around you? You know what we finally found out? And and we're seeing this in progress. And it's sad, but really interesting to watch. We're finally finding out what can distract the greatest QB of all time. This is, he, he can't take this. And, and I don't blame him. Like his life is crumbling. I think he called her bluff. I think he said, I'm going back. And she's, you know, she clearly had said, don't. 
And I think he thought, oh, you know what? She'll adapt. They'll adapt. Because, you know, his whole life has been about people adapting. So he thought she was bluffing. That's my guess, is he thought she was bluffing, and she wasn't. Why even gamble on that? You're 45, dude. You've won every Super Bowl for 20 years. You've got every possible record, and you're going to gamble your marriage on this random 2022 season? Look at this man. He is, this is his drug. This is his drug. This is this is as, as lethal as any drug to the fact that he can't quit it. But he's got like a four hundred doesn't he have like a four hundred million dollar broadcast contract where he can still yes. be around it? It can still be competitive for him. Go get ratings and be better than Tony Romo and no. you know, be the best analyst. Like, dude, you've got a half a billion dollars in broadcast he, money coming your way. Dude, he's forty five and he looks like he looks like he weighs a buck sixty, right? He looks now. like me. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, serious. He's, he does. He's he's crazy. Like he's crazy. He is his need to compete and to continue. But you can see in him playing. This is fi- th- This is the breaking point. Like it's too much for him. But he's like, playing what like the, what? What? This isn't even therapeutic. I could see for years how it's just like, oh, it's yeah, my place I that can. I go to escape my terrible life. You know, that's the other thing. What are you escaping, dude? Yeah. If it's no longer a haven for you to love what you do, which obviously it's not, um, I don't know, man. What's you're 45. What's the point anymore? What do you well, What do you have to accomplish anymore? Well, I think it's also in- intriguing though that he clearly so he retired, and I think he thought that that Dolphins thing was done, and that he he was going to go to the Dolphins. That blew up, and then the Buccaneers. I'm guessing at his insistence, fired Arians and hired Bowles. Mm-hmm. So I think he pulled the strings and he thought, oh, man, it's working perfect. It'll work like I want, like like it always has. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he looks miserable. That team's not good. I watched a bunch of that game. I mean, come on. The Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Panthers are, you know, in just a purposeful free fall. And they accidentally, like you said, damn near shut him out. I'd love to know, and maybe there's been some reporting on this that I just haven't read yet, but at what point did Giselle say, all right, enough is enough for me? What Did Brady come back to play football because their marriage disintegrated and he just needed something to do? Or did she at some point when he got the itch again say, dude, if you go back and play football, I'm out, and he called her bluff or he thought he was calling her bluff? At so, what point and why did yeah. she finally say, I'm I'm good here? So he took, what, a week and a half or two weeks off in training camp to clearly go spend time with them, his, her, and the kids. So my guess is that's when he realized she was serious. And he probably thought, I'll take time off from camp. I'll fix it. He didn't. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is I think he, this is basically football and trying to win is his cocaine. Uh, here's more from this Nesson article. Things are very nasty between Tom and Giselle because of the lawyers. They're ready for a fight. Tom and Giselle are not battling over the kids. They both want joint custody. But it will take some time to divide their immense wealth and property all yeah. over the world. Yeah. How much does she? I mean, she's probably made more than him, right? I think Would you so. rather have more time with your kids or a couple awesome condos in Italy? Well, I don't have kids, uh, so I'm going to tell you right it now. Depends how good the, the kid is. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like and you know, kid. oh man, that 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 apartment oh. in Monaco overlooking the ocean. Uh, why don't you take the kids, honey? I'll just uh, be over here watching F one races from my I mean, window. Hell, I'd take a 
I'd take a place in Manhattan and be pleased with that. No brownstone. Those brows, those are nice. I like wow. those. I'd love to have a place there. Brownstone. Kids, I, I brownstone? Don't have kids. Brownstones are great. Those oh, those old school ones. Oh boy, fix those up. I don't have the kids, so I don't want the kids. How do you take? The What's kids? your hottest take about brownstone? They're worth millions of dollars. I love them. I that's love not, them. That's not a take. There's no hot take that's a, for that's it. A, that's a that's a fact. Yeah, and and there's no hot take. Like, there's no hot take for you it. You just gave I takes think, for 40 minutes. I think and then when I are, ask you for a take, you're like, I don't know. No more, I take, don't no more take. takes I like for you. Them. I like them. That's there you go. A That's a take. I like brownstone. Oh, cra- oh boy. You I like brownstone is a take. Brownstone is expensive is not a take. It's a fact. So anytime I always play, like, if you won the lottery, where would you live? Like, I always I always do, like, three places. You have to do three places. I've done this on, like, first dates. I've done this with other people. It's like, get, you won the lottery, you can live in three places. My hot okay. take is they all would still be in the U.S. They okay. would also be in the United States. I'd have one in New and York. Where, I'd have okay. one in Big Sky, Montana, and I would have one in Hawaii. Have you ever seen the oh, that, okay. that ABC show, Big Sky? I dude, I tried for twenty minutes, and I said, I got to the second commercial break, and I was like, nope, I'm out. I can't do it. We're like three seasons in. I could never live in Big Sky anymore. Yeah, I think the people of Big Sky are probably not happy about oh one hundred the way that their town is being portrayed as a bunch of creepy murderers and drug dealers and things, but. It looks beautiful. Yeah. But that's my hot take on, going, on, on, on lottery. Yeah. Is the day going well or not when, when that comes up? Uh, that's where um, it, there's been a little quiet and there's a little silence. All right, I need to, I need to throw something in here. What, what can I do? <laughs> no, it's your, this is your trick play. Yeah, basically. it is. It is. It's, it's What's my, my Philly play? special here. Crap, a crap, conversational right, Philly, Philly, Philly special. Right, in, in my head, just there's a, there's a, there's a headset with guy like, all right, Declan, go with the uh, lottery three yeah. place question. Go. <laughs> Okay, let's. Uh, we need to spark something here. Uh, order a couple of martinis. Uh, and, she doesn't uh, want another drink, so I uh, could go with the three. Go with the three play quest. Go. Oh no! No more drinking. I'm out of there. I'm like, see you, bye. Oh man. Um, well, you know, it might be a good time for you to fade Tom Brady on Prize Picks, the easy way to play <laughs> daily fantasy. You can pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Price Picks offers every major sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, etc., etc., NHL, uh mixed martial arts even. You could run mixed entry uh mixed sport entries too. So you could do like an under on Tom Brady and then like an over on uh Carl Anthony Towns uh whining at officials or something. I don't know if they have that. <laughs> Use the promo code NORTH and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code NORTH, Price Picks matches up to $100. Price Picks app and pricepicks.com. All right, that's your Monday episode here, your hot take kind of episode of Purple Daily. Self-scout. And if you guys have things that you'd like us to self-scout on the show, let us know, and we can do that this week before we uh, get back to the Viking schedule against the Cardinals this weekend. See ya.